What did I just say? This episode is called. Then we do the, the intro. Oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm a lightweight today. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you said that you weren't drunk enough. Well, I did. I don't know. This beer oh. tastes funny. Maybe it's roofied. Sarah, you you opened it and poured it. So if it's roofied, <laughs> that's the thing that you need to address like, with myself. Yeah, you, you need to have some conversations Come about on. that. I don't know what happened. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Sarah. And, and we're, we're too drunk, drunk to drink. Yeah. Which and this episode case for Sarah, we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is called This Side of Paradise. And it was, I'm just going to kind of start off saying, like, it is what I expected. Going into Star Trek, this is what I thought I was getting into. It's a crazy, yeah. wacky space scenario. Some silly things that happen. It's a little wackadoodle at points. Yeah. Um, very uh, futuristy, spacey. But it we don't need a trigger warning for this one at all. Like it nothing is full of innuendo. But yeah. We're not going to put a trigger warning for innuendo. It actually wouldn't be full of innuendo if you weren't a dirty fuck. <laughs> if you weren't us. Yeah. Like, I, we, we put the, I don't, I mean, maybe they did it on purpose. Yeah. So it really was, I think, what Sarah and I thought that we were signing up for. Yes. Um, when, because it was kind of, it was kind of silly, kind of kitschy, kind of fun. There was a plot. Yeah. Like I, I would put a trigger warning on this episode only to say that if you're triggered by the fact that Kirk's one of the only people you don't hate in the entire episode or, you know, want to punch for being stupid. Like that's an impressive feat. Yeah. It's like, it is the only time that we haven't outright, like Kirk had plenty of choices to make the wrong choice. Yeah. And he didn't do it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which is shocking behavior. It was really honestly. weird. Yeah. So <laughs> not what was, we're used to. This this really was like I would say if somebody wants to relive their Star Trek nostalgia, this, this is the good. episode yeah. that you should do that. Like you should just watch this episode and be like, ah, that was a good show. Look hmm. what I've done here. Yeah. I mean, it did it it definitely I walked away. I wasn't mad when I walked away. They didn't like there, there were some touchy points where yeah. they won't we'll get into it, but you know it was the '60s, so yeah, it was. I'm, I'm impressed with it. I think it very much could have done worse than it did. And there's a few lines I even had to give Kirk credit for because I was like, "That's a good line. Like that's, I yep. like, I like the point behind it. Yep. I liked the delivery. I know, guys. So yep. let's. It, it worked. This one. This one episode of Star Trek, the original series, worked. No, I think we did pretty well with the Menagerie part one and two. I think we, aside from, like, the issues with ableism. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good episode. Yeah. So, we are uh, orbiting a planet called Omicron SETI-3. And it looks like Earth, except all of the continents are in there. They're not the same shape. Yeah, it doesn't look exactly like Earth. It's definitely an Earth-type planet, though. 
but also surprising that they didn't just use Earth. They didn't. I feel like maybe this is... I've heard... Like, did they ever do, like, a redo of this where they fixed all of the space shots and made them more up-to-date? I don't know. I don't know either. But I feel like if they did, this this scene makes a lot more sense because of that. <laughs> because it wasn't Earth. Because it wasn't Earth. It's like that one time they found a duplicate Earth and then nothing yep. happened. Yep. So... Um, there, Uhura has been sending out the same signal and not getting any response back. And Kirk tells her to maintain doing that. But yeah, it's she, just, he asks Kirk, like, hey, I've just been sending this out continuously. Like, I'm not getting any responses. Don't you think I should not? And he's like, uh, no, keep, keep doing, doing it. it. What keep, if something changes? Yeah, that's your job. Keep going. So, yeah. and they start hmm. discussing this planet. And how some time ago, 150 men, women, and children um, went down there to try and, like, establish colonies, I guess was the plan. But they found out that there was some sort of, I guess, radiation. They call it um, Bertrand? Bertrand? Bertold. Bertold. B-E-R-T-H-O-L-D. Bertold. Bertold. It's, it's something that it's like a flesh eating rays it's ray yeah it's bad right yeah (laughs) that's i wouldn't go no i wouldn't either like i don't even go out in the sun with the uv rays and they don't actually eat flesh they just kind of cook it a little bit and i'm not i'm not comfortable with that well it's not cool and but like spock says there's no way that they could have survived down there for how long they've been there. Um, no way they could have survived even like over a week. Um, but he, he says that they they knew the risk when they went down there because Kirk's like, are you telling me that they like knew they could die? And like, I feel like the response should have been, no, I'm telling you they knew they would die and they still did it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, Spock leaves it kind of in, like maybe they hadn't really gotten a super chance to study these things but and there was like a pretty good maybe like the planet wasn't inundated with them but they could be or something they they leave it very open why the people were like we could probably make it happen keep going down there yeah yeah let's just see what happens and they decide that limited exposure is okay which by the way you put me near any flesh-eating ray and any exposure is not okay with me personally I'm just saying. I'm going to make it a thing. I'm going to be upset about it. (laughs) Yeah, I would be like, no, I signed up for space. I did not sign up for flesh-eating rays. I knew I could die on a spaceship and then be ejected into space, but I never, we never talked about flesh-eating anything. I mean, I guess that there's probably some, uh, what's, like, somebody in college wrote a paper on the connection between this and communism because yeah it's a thesis yeah it's a thesis <laughs> somebody it's absolutely somebody's thesis 100% <laughs> because that's what it kind of feels like like a chernobyl like we all just went yeah. down there to try and help everybody else which yeah we were probably going to make it better yeah, <laughs> it it exists and it's probably written way better than what sarah just said in the last 15 <laughs> seconds moving on so they decide that it's okay to beam down into this flesh-eating radiation 
And they end up in this farm area and no one's there. And Kirk starts having like this monologue and he's just like, another dream failed and they came all this way to die. Yeah, he's like leaning on a horse (laughs) fence. It's a horse fence. And he's like looking out over this pasture and everybody, everybody in this episode stands way too close to each other. They do. They're like huddled. Weird. So he's like, you see the back of his head and he's monologuing about the failed dreams. And yes, this actually yeah. also could be a reflection of just Carrie and I's experience with COVID. Now I don't want to stand within six feet of anybody. Ever I, again. No, no. <laughs> you stay over there. Yeah. In the I'm grocery store, get the yeah. fuck back there. There is no yeah. reason for you to be huddled up against me. Nope. Your groceries, you and your groceries belong the fuck back there. Yeah, get away from me. But they were not following any kind of COVID guidelines. Nope. They were all huddled together. And he, Kirk's last line in his monologue is, they came all this way to die. And then this guy goes, not quite. And suddenly there's just three guys behind him. Like they didn't scan for life form. Yeah, I find that a little <laughs> surprising that they yeah. didn't. Because they have always scanned for life forms. You would think that's the first thing you would do. They just assume there's no survivors. They don't check. Or they assume that there were survivors. And then they got down there and they're like, well, nobody's in the barn. Must be dead. Yeah. There's a monologue. (laughs) So the man introduces himself. He says, I'm Elias Salvador. No. San Salvador. You wrote it down. It is. Sandoval. Sandoval. That's the one. Sansafor. I know names. So um, I wrote I wrote down Elias. That's all I needed. Yeah. He introduces himself. And we do know that the expedition with the 150 men, women, and children that went down there was led by Elias Sandoval. So yep. this is like a big revelation. And we get our intro. And uh, Elias starts having this conversation about how they've had some like radio issues. Which I feel like has some problems on its own level, yeah. considering they traveled through space to get there, and now suddenly yeah. they don't he's know like, how to. He's like, "Yeah, we just uh, our long-term radios out, and we just don't understand the intricacies of it. Like, you went through fucking space to get here. Don't tell me you don't know how to fix a fucking radio. Not one of those people on your ship was like in charge of radio yeah. contact. I like, bet you. You don't you- have an Ahura." You put me on a fucking deserted island with the components of a radio and my very limited knowledge of how a radio works, I will figure it out. They've got nothing but time. Yeah. If I can contact anyone, I'll fi- I'll find a way. Yeah. Um <laughs> but they find out that this is like the silent radio that they've been sending is not at all why we found this planet, which I don't actually understand why they came to this planet, but no. Um, then Sandoval decides that he wants to give them a tour of what they've been doing here in the colonies. And Bones has this really, I don't think it's supposed to be a dick comment, but it kind of felt like a dick comment when he was like, well, I don't know about you, Kirk, but that guy seems pretty alive to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Spock points out no, that. Yeah, he was definitely trying to be like, uh, hey, dipshit, you're fucking yeah. wrong, asshole. Yeah, hey, remember when you said no one could be alive here? He looks pretty alive. Yeah. And Spock just flat out's like, yeah, well, he shouldn't be. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm telling you right now, there's no reason for him to be alive. 
Uh, and somebody else's, I love that this never comes up again, but I wrote it down because it's such a great like observation. Somebody in the background, probably DeSaul, he was, he was just like, any chance they're not alive? <laughs> like, and, are we okay. actually thinking of all the possibilities yeah, here? Like, are there any chances that they're, they're not alive? They're just, we don't, we don't know what's happening here. I mean, considering they've come across robots and, and considering what we know now. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of things that could be. Yeah. These could be synthetic life forms create like I created think, on shore leaf. I think they're like borderline zombies, actually. They kind of are. I will spoilers. We'll move oh. on. But <clears throat> um they're like Spock starts talking about how there's no cures. And this is where Kirk gets what I think is actually a pretty darn good line. He says, We're debating in a vacuum. Let's go get some answers because like they all only have the information that they have and they just keep talking about the information they have. Like somehow if they talk about it enough, they'll get an answer. And that's not really how it works if you only have so much information. So yeah. Kirk's right. They're just kind of like, it's like shouting uh, into an echo chamber. <laughs> like yeah, saying that sucks, but Kirk was not wrong. He wasn't wrong. There's no point in talking about this because even if we figure it out, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, we need so. a, we need to know their side of the story and figure out what's going on. Yep. So they go into a house and they're talking to him about. Um, he he says that they actually, which this makes more sense to me because when I watched on the second watch through, I'm like, where the fuck is everybody else? If there's 150 men, women, and children, but he does say that they separated out into different like like areas, different camps or setups or anything like colonies. that. Yeah, because he says there's 45 colonists here where they are currently, but then there are like separate camps or colonists, I guess. Colonies, that's the one. And he's saying that Omicron is this ideal planet for like crops, which also doesn't make a lot of sense later on, but it doesn't really matter. And then this girl walks into the room and she's like, Elias. And she's, I I feel bad saying it like that because she's really, it's not her fault. Anything that happens is not it's her fault. Not. The <laughs> lighting is not her fault. No, I, the, the, hair. the hair is not her fault. Not her fault. The way she's supposed to say things is not her fault. But she's still the one who does all those things. Mm-hmm. So she is to blame. It's so there are a lot of shots of her. She's a very important character. What gets me, what I can't handle is literally every scene that's just her, like any camera angle that is just her is like that Vaseline covered yeah fuzzy bright filter and it's so annoying it's she so can be distracting like she's not an unpretty girl yeah she's already to make her glow from it's, the back somehow she's also not a celestial being she's just no. a person like she doesn't need her own lighting in every single fucking scene it's but so maybe she is a celestial being maybe that's what they're trying to show us is how very important she is based it's on really the... fucking annoying it is annoying as shit um so this is happening every time we see her but you notice that spock is also looking at her and like if it had just been this first scene i could have let it go because maybe that's the way spock saw her 
because they, yeah. they know like, each other. They have a history. Like in that first episode when you just saw people like and they were your fantasy person, the salt monster. Oh, yeah. That makes like, sense because you're that would make sense. Out. Yeah. But that's they do it not every <laughs> fucking everybody sees her like that. Yeah. Nobody else. Every camera and angle. She's like, just and this is the spoiler, but there's nothing special about her. She's not an alien. She's, she's yeah. She's just a person. And she does person. have a history. There is something special about her. She has a history with Spock, which not a lot of people do. That's and, fair. Yeah. But she's not like fuzzy filter celestial being special. No. Uh, she sees Spock and you know that they know each other. And she gets introduced. Her name is Layla. She's the botanist on this planet, like part of their team or whatever. And Kirk like immediately knows. Just like looking at them, he's like, they yep. have a history that we haven't yep. talked about yet. Oh, Spock was a banger. Uh, well, or Spock did banger. Or Spock did banger. We don't. <laughs> Who knows? Spock Every... did not bang her. I know this is again a spoiler. Just. Um, I think Spock. I think there is room to discuss if Spock banged her in this episode. <laughs> Okay, okay well, I mean, we'll get there, okay, but... Yeah, moving on, moving on, moving on. We're okay. on opposing forces, I believe. Yeah. Um, he, he, Elias is just like, okay, you'll find us, like, you know, simple. We're just at harmony in this beautiful paradise. Make yourselves at home here. Yeah, we're cool. Even though Kirk's like, well, something fucking weird is going on. <laughs> but everybody decides they're just all going to make themselves at home. They just wander off and start like actually hanging out. (laughs) Everyone just goes off in different directions. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, all right. If I'm making myself at home, I'm just going to go outside and stand for a while. So we have Sulu and another guy. I don't think it's Dasal at this point, but it's Sulu and another guy. And Sulu's like standing outside a barn. And there's this nice little rail that's like perfect for him to like pat. And then he, like, jumps up on it and puts, like, a leg up. And Sulu's, like, getting comfortable. Yeah, he lounges against a pole. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this flower in the foreground that is, like, it's, it's like, a giant lily that's definitely, like, a puppeteered lily. It's not, like, the hand flower. It's not quite that obvious. It's a pole. It's, like, a pole with a flower on the end. And it's, like, corn (laughs) and a lily. Made yeah. a dumb baby that was yeah. controlled at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, I think you were supposed to notice this flower in the foreground. Um, and Sulu is just like, I don't know shit about farms, guys. Yeah. And the other guy's like, I don't really know shit about farms either. But I know that barns should have animals in yeah, I'm them. I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> animals on them. Yeah. <laughs> and there are. There are no animals here. Like this this barn, he's like looking into a barn is basically just used for storage, which by the way, I I grew up in Cedar Woolley, and I actually, for the most part, know of more barns that are used for storage than for animals. <laughs> I mean, that's a large part of it, I think. Yeah. But there are they haven't seen any animals on this farm anywhere. Not just in even, this one barn. Like even when Kirk was like, oh, they're all dead. And they're very clearly looking into it. Like they showed like horse stables that were all closed. And oh yeah, there's fences. fences? What do you and need they fences for? They went to a no pasture. Like they're very much were at some point animals on this planet. Yes. Because why would you put that much work into just pretending that you had a horse? 
Which, by the way, when you think about what actually happened to these animals, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... uh, They find this interesting that there's no animals. We go back to inside the house where it's just Elias and Layla talking. And this is another point where they call Vulcans Vulcanians. Which is Vulcan just short for Vulcanian? Is that a thing no, that I, I just think, never knew? I think it's like, I no, I think it, they're from the planet Vulcan. Like we're from Washington, but we are Washingtonians. They're not Vulcanians. That's not a real word. It is a word. That's, <laughs> people use it. It's a word. Yeah, or like but- I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm a Pennsylvanian. Okay, so he's from Vulcan. He's a Vulcanian. Yeah, he's a Vulcanian. Even though... Well, but they also call him a Vulcan. Well... Like, are we Americanians? (laughs) Yes. Did I just blow your mind? (laughs) Well, something just happened there that I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, So, Vulcanian... Maybe it's like, so I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm a Pennsylvanian. But if somebody was like, oh, she's a, she's from, she's a PAer. She's P, like maybe there's just different words for where they're from. Interesting because I've, I've definitely more often heard them called Vulcans, not Vulcanians. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or maybe it's supposed to be referring almost to their culture as opposed to their people. I could see that. Like, maybe that's kind of what they're... I, I don't know. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Also, we have to remember that the show was just starting figuring to it. figure out what the yeah. fuck it was. Maybe they were like... Maybe it depended on the writer who was like, that's no, true. fuck you. Vulcanians is fucking stupid. And the other guy was like, fuck you. Vulcans are dumb. Well, These they're are from Vulcan. Vulcan. They're Vulcanians. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I wrote it in. It's canon now, you fuck. (laughs) I've said it. (laughs) All right. It's in the dictionary. (laughs) Fuck you. Either we. (laughs) Either we. So she starts saying, yeah, like, we have a history. We knew each other from Earth six years ago. And Elias is like, do you want him to stay and be one of us? And she's like, well, I don't really think he has a choice. Like, he's going to be one of us now. And then we go to Bones in another part of the house, like, doing all these examinations. And he's like, these people, fucking Kirk, these people, they tip-top. They perfect. Every single one of them's perfect. Yeah. There's no high blood pressure here. Nope. There's no uh, appendicitis at any point in time. Yeah. No residual anything. Like, nobody has, like, everybody is a perfect human being. Nobody has any signs. Yeah, any signs of anything bad ever happening to them. Which should have been a red flag, because that's just not how people work. No. No. And uh, they're in textbook health, is what he says. And then Spock calls, and he also confirms that they're not showing that there's been any life on the planet, which seems strange. And Kirk's like, oh yeah, Sulu noticed that too. And Bones is like, well, I find this interesting. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to take a look at their medical records because it it doesn't make a lot of sense that everybody is just perfect. 
And Elias once again wants to give a tour. I think maybe he didn't get to give his first tour because they had too many questions. So now he's like, okay, let's do this. Elias is like, we're, we're going to do the tour. I'm going to fucking show you our goddamn crops. Yeah. Like, Look at the can... fucking soil. This is fucking yeah. perfect. I know that you're worried about how there's no horses. But let me tell you something. We have crops. So many crops. Such you perfect crops. You can't get perfect soil yeah. without animals. Like, that's uh, part Harry, of it. Su- superb crops. Much crops. You can't get Greatest such, crops. such big crops the best without crops. animal that's lies. Decays. Fake news. Fake news. Oh, God damn it. These crops are perfect. Um, now who's the bear troll? <laughs> <laughs> we did forget this. So Sarah oh, and I yeah. couldn't, we couldn't figure out what they were saying, what the yeah. phrase were. And yeah, the bear, she, bear told. <laughs> she watches with the captions on. And, and I, I still couldn't figure it out. I do not. <laughs> But what I was hearing was that they were really worried about the bear troll rays. The bear troll rays. So Sarah and I both drew some bear trolls. I'm going to put them on Instagram. You need to go back to December 26th, (laughs) maybe 27th. I'm not sure when I'll actually put it up. This episode is airing around Valentine's Day. This is why we are now releasing episodes weekly. We got a little bit ahead. It's, it's hard. It's really hard to do it the way that we would do in it. But um, we did. I think we did need it, though. It was during a pandemic. We need and, a buffer, just in case. Yeah, we, we needed a buffer. We were trying to, like, build one. And then we're like, dude, this is so far ahead that <laughs> culture doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah, like, the things that are happening. Well, because, like, the episode I released was when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. And that I released it in December, and she passed away in September. And I was like, we need yeah. to just maybe like catch up a little yeah. bit. We gotta. I mean, we still want a couple episodes. But I yeah. think that's reasonable because we are Sarah and I are not dependable human beings. I don't know. We're gonna miss some episodes, some weeks. So if we have a buffer, yeah, probably we're gonna a little st- better. We're gonna skip some, but anyhow. So oh, yeah. we're we we definitely drew some bear trolls. We did. Um, if you if you want to check out our Instagram stream, uh, if you <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen yeah. it, it's too drunk to trek on Instagram, which I'm sure yep. is very surprising. Um, but it is we did some good work. We drew some beautiful trolls, bear uh-huh. trolls, bear trolls, and <laughs> some bear trolls. And we're back. Oh, Bones wants to look at the medical records. Elias wants to give a tour. Um, they have perfect soil, perfect crops, perfect everything. This planet is yeah. amazing. And then some guy, it's probably Desal. I assume every guy that's not somebody I know is Desal because I've it's heard a lieutenant. his name. I wrote down Lieutenant. Is it Lieutenant Desal? I don't know. I just know it's a lieutenant. Either. Okay, Lieutenant DeSalle is in this episode. He was also in the Squire of Gothos. Yeah. And that's all I know. So I just assume they're all him, but they're not. They're definitely different people. But he, he has a biology report ready. Elias leaves. Uh, he starts talking about how, like, he's saying that these cro- there's such plentiful crops, but there's, like, just enough to feed the colonists that are here. Yeah. Like, if this is an agricultural planet and they're so great, like, have such a boner for agriculture, like, this is barely enough to keep them alive. Like, it'll definitely sustain them. 
and yeah. they will keep surviving. But if anything bad happens at any point in time, then they're fucked because this is this isn't enough for an agricultural society. This yeah, this this is literally just enough to feed them. Yeah. So like, how are they saying that everything is like? How is this so perfect and so wonderful when there's just enough here? But really, that never comes into play again. But we no. got the information here. No. And then Kirk has another, I think, fairly decent line. He says, this is like a jigsaw puzzle that's all one color. And we just don't have the key to, like, figure it out. Yeah. Which, I mean, you don't, there's no keys for jigsaw puzzles. But no. I still thought it was kind of nice. Like, it's all one color. Like, it's kind of hard to figure out where the pieces all fit together. Um. Then he gets a call from Bones, and Bones is like, "Hey, we should talk." Yeah, you want to, you want to come see some stuff. You want, I got some stuff. See some things. We should come see some stuff. Yeah, and so he goes to see Bones, and Bones is like, "Hey, remember when I said everybody is in perfect health and have always been, and everything about their bodies is perfect and has never been not perfect?" Well, I then looked up some previous records, and he's like, "And this guy had." Scar tissue on his lungs from a past illness. He also had, um, what did he say? His was, appendix removed. Yeah, his appendix was removed. And he's like, but when I ran all of these tests on him, no scar tissue, and he had a yeah. perfectly functioning appendix. That dude definitely had an appendix. He had an appendix, like, and it was it was taken out. Yeah, because he even said, "I tested my machine on myself." And it showed everything about me that made sense, which is not perfect. I'm not a perfect human. Good yeah, job being able had, to admit that, Bones. He had his tonsils taken out. That oh, was, yeah. That was a very important thing that will come into play later. Yes. He had his tonsils taken out. And I was like, yeah, it showed. My scan was like, yeah, that dude's missing his tonsils. So yeah. it works. The scanner works. These people are like all perfect, even though all of our medical records say that that's not an accurate portrayal they all are showing every i don't like they shouldn't people should have problems everybody has had problems in the past why are these people all perfect and that seems strange so we go to a scene where spock is talking to layla in an orchard and this this is not a huge fan of this scene i think i'm gonna I'm going to just cut it off to poor writing since we don't have a ton of issues with Spock usually. Yeah. No, I think that's what it was. They were like, how would somebody who's always very super non-emotional, what would happen if his human side took over? Happening here yet. So it's a little bit weird. He, he, Asks her a question about, well, if you have, like, no insects, how is your soil so perfect for plants to grow and things like that? Like, I'm, oh, he's yeah, doing readings. Yeah, it's before yeah. all of that. <laughs> yeah. And he is like, I don't understand. And she's like, she kind of deflects the question. And he has this line that I don't like. He's like, I've never understood the woman's ability to avoid questions. And it's just like, that's not a woman's Answering ability. the them directly yeah answering a direct question it's like she she is avoiding your questions she is not yeah. every woman freaking kirk avoids questions yeah. all the goddamn time every like, woman it's every woman 
No, yeah, Kirk never answers a straight question. Oh, so why is this just a woman's ability? It's just, I think it's... Uhura answers every question directly. Yeah, just just you interrupt her. The writers writers wrote some sexism in, and it's not the best thing that happened. I don't I don't care for it. It's really not like the worst thing, but I don't like it. I also I do not blame Spock for that. I think I really think that it was the writers. I think it was poor writing. Um kind of like the one scene way back when he asked that woman who was like assaulted. Yeah. It was, you know, Janice. He asked her flat out, like, but wasn't there something about that that you found yeah. intriguing? Oh, I fucking hate that line still. Yeah. So, moving on, we have them having this conversation, and she is kind of avoiding his questions, but it's just because she doesn't have an answer that he's going to like. And she's like, he says, how have you survived? And she's like, I really missed you. And he's like, logically, you should be dead. And she's like, yeah, but you can see that I'm not dead. And um, I super missed you. Yeah. I fucking love you. I love you. She hasn't said that quite yet, but she's saying it with her eyeballs. Yes, and then, is. And then she says, um, I know you're not the completely emotionalist person that you managed to make everyone think that you are. And you should Which come also, with. Also, I hate, I hate, I hate, I yeah. hate this. I hate that she assumes that Spock is putting on some sort of front because what happens later, like Spock does not feel the same emotions and she gets really like, I know that you're just pretending, but he wasn't, he was not pretending he couldn't feel feelings. He didn't feel them. And she was just like, no, you obviously felt feelings for me. You just didn't want to. So you didn't, but yeah, no, I completely Agree, because it it also feels a little bit like, so Spock is half human, and he's half Vulcan, and that doesn't mean that he doesn't have emotions in any way. It doesn't mean that he's broken or he's wrong. It just means he thinks differently than we do. He processes. It also doesn't mean that he has emotions, and that's like what she's trying to lay on him. Is that he has all these emotions that he's just not comfortable enough to express them. But like this episode and other ones have been contradictory because he did get really emotional when he was drunk. Yeah. But in this one, like I really feel like if he were able to have emotions, you know, remember how it ended? Yeah, but I think he does. I think he has. See, maybe this is where we also kind of differ on it. I think he has emotions. I think. Their relationship in the past hasn't worked out because he doesn't process emotions the same way she does. It's that same way you agree and, on. It's, yeah. He doesn't process them the same way. Like, happy doesn't feel like other people's happy. Yeah. Happy but feels he still, like a thing. Like logic. That, logic yeah. makes Spock happy. Like, yeah. And, but he, he wouldn't say he was happy. He feels completed. Like they're yeah, they're not it feels the same. logical to him. Yeah, but I think she lays her emotions oh, onto yeah. him, and yeah. then she's like, "You can, you can just feel this thing." But he can't. He can't just feel this thing. It's not and how I, he works. I do think that's kind of what what I'm saying. Like, I don't think what she is doing is right in any way because she does it. At so many points the in this whole episode. time, the whole yeah. time, she's just like, I know that you feel things, but like, 
and everyone else does this to Spock too. And it's, it's like he does have feelings. Like he obviously doesn't enjoy everybody always making fun of him for being super logical. He just is he just yeah. processes he just his mind works differently than what society thinks is the correct way for a mind to work because he's yeah. half Vulcan. Like Yeah. So he's just... feeling things that are happy and are love. Like he definitely kind of respects Kirk. I think that's close to love. And I'm not gonna explain it. I don't get it, but you know, there's definitely a respect there that is an endearment of sorts. And it's not super it does it's not logical just because Kirk is a fucking douchebag. But yeah. it is I think that is love of sort. It just isn't it doesn't look like love. Definitely loves Kirk. Like but it's just not like he wouldn't call it love. It's like a his connection to Kirk is loyalty. Like or based yeah. in logic, I guess is a way to say it. Loyalty is like, a really good it's like logical loyalty. Yeah, like it makes but that's sense. Love. To him. But that's, that's his form of like it's just different. It doesn't mean it's not there. Whereas yeah. she is like trying to lay what she understands as emotions over top yeah. of her what feeling. is actually yeah she like creates these feelings that she like she's like oh i love i love him even though we learn that she doesn't even know his first fucking name she calls him mr yeah. spock how fucking in love can you be Fuck if you off. don't know someone she Fuck couldn't you. pronounce it <laughs> um she, you can't pronounce it but yeah like she she basically decides that they have this sort of like I think she's just sort of really super in awe of him because he's Spock. And then she's like, oh, we were in love. Maybe they hung out. Maybe they got dinner together or something. And she like decides that they're in love, but he is just too Vulcanian to admit it. He won't let himself feel. I think that's what frustrates me so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is because he's not broken. Just because Spock's different doesn't mean that he needs fixed even though she's going to act like he does in a lot of ways then layla says come with me to spock because she knows that he's not completely emotionless like everybody thinks (laughs) and so she's going to show him something some feelings some feelings we go to Elias in the house just staring out the window for some reason that we never really know. I assume it's he's really creepily weird. creepily watching them. Is my I, guess. I have never been in a house with somebody where they're, we're having a conversation and they just like lean on the window and stare out of it. It is but he so was. fucking weird. Yeah, it was strange. Um and Kirk lets him know that you're all coming back to the ship with us. Like, Starfleet says you have to. It only makes sense. And he's like, I don't think we're going to do that. And Bones is like, I've told you how dangerous these bear trolls are. Yeah, They're everywhere on this planet. All these bear Just trolls. of bear trolls. They're flesh-eating uh, bear trolls. Yeah. <laughs> why would you want to stay here? Why are you? Why do you want to be here? There's bunch of bear trolls everywhere. Let's <laughs> get off this planet. Yeah. And so he's like, they they say, what happened? Like, why are there no animals on this planet? What happened to them? And this Elias, like somehow, like this makes it better. He's just like, we're vegetarians. <laughs> like, 
he cares about the aminos. Yeah, we're, we're, vegetarians. Veg- we're vegetarians. And Kirk's like, I, that's not, doesn't answer my question. Why are there no animals? Like, this doesn't strike you as weird. There should be more animals because you don't yeah. eat them. Because you're vegetarian. <laughs> Why aren't there more animals mm-hmm. than the zero animals? The zero that there are. <laughs> you're not even eating them. What the fuck? Yeah. So um he Elias is just like, well, you know, no matter what, we're just not leaving. And that's the end of the scene. And we go back to Layla like leading Spock into this field. And in the foreground are these plants again that are kind of like blocking their bodies. And the only reason I noticed that the plant was blocking them at all is because I was trying to figure out what fabric. Her overalls were made of, which, by the way, she's wearing these really great green overalls that are only great to the knees. Like, the knees up. Wonderful. The knees down. Sometimes Sarah and I have a difference of opinion. (laughs) No, I think one of those. No, (laughs) the color is god-awful. They are like a dark olive green. They are. They're almost like a brushed corduroy though like they're such a good but fabric they're, but they're not but they're not like stripey at all i know they're they, brushed it's all brushed I, out i think they looked more like suede but yeah we well for a second that they were velvet yeah that's i think that's why it said brushed corduroy because it, it kind of has that like it looks like it has a texture you just don't know what the texture is that's what her overalls are and they, so they're 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 green and they definitely have like straps, some of those strappy thingies. Yeah. And then there's the front piece is like it covers her boobs and then goes down to a V to her vagina. It's below her boobs. I think that's why I like it so much. Is it's one of the there? It's like high waisted overalls. Like her purple shirt is what you like. What's oh, yeah. covering her boobs? Oh, and yeah. it's it like a corseted middle. Yeah, not corseted. Like- yeah, it definitely like you can see that she still has cleavage. Yeah, it, it stops her boobs. It stops under her boobs. It's um I think they're then, kind of spectacular. But until you well, first of all, again, Sarah and I don't agree about everything. <laughs> I'm not into these at all. Remember the lawyer's dress in that one episode? <laughs> all of the things that we have said so far, Sarah's super into. The mm-hmm. color, the fabric, the into look. It. Love but it. then what happens is oh, they're yeah. like, as you go down, they're kind of bell bottoms, but they're high no. low bell bottoms. No, they're awful. They're so which bad. I, don't, I didn't know high low bell bottoms existed. <laughs> they're high low Capri bell bottoms, <laughs> like they because it's it just so bad. The that, high is like, at the knee. The low is at the at the calf. <laughs> it's they're so bad, <laughs> and she's wearing black tights. Black nylons underneath. Oh, that part I hate. I it, It's so terrible. <laughs> but I kind of love, she has like a lavender button up with the green over top. And I just, I love that. Everything else, not so much. <laughs> um, but that's, that is how we remember that there's plants in this scene. Because they were blocking the overalls <laughs> and I couldn't tell what they were made out of. <laughs> couldn't tell what the overalls were made out of. Yeah. But the plants ended up being important, so good yeah. thing I was looking. Yeah. True. She she leads Spock over to them and she starts he's talking about how she's like this what I'm going to tell you it makes everything make sense. 
it's, it's why we're okay here. And he, he says like, what you're describing sounds like a happiness pill. Like it's not real. Like you uh, should know that. Scientist. Yeah. How you should. Are you cool with that happy pill? You know, that's a fake reality. What the fuck? Yeah. And she says, no, it's all going to make sense. I promise you just come with me. I was the first person to find these and to discover what their pores could, their spores, not their pores. That'd be weird. What their, what their spores that would could be do. really weird. It would. And then Spock's like, wait, their spores. And then this is, I have to get all excited here. guys. This is when everything changes. Yeah, the whole game changes right now because <laughs> this, this I, I want to, I want to describe the plant in a little more detail. We did talk about how it is essentially a stalk of corn with like an iris. And I'm going to put on the tiger lily on the top, like a big open lily. And also a poinsettia. Like it's a lot happening, but it's obviously just a PVC pipe that they have hot glued all this shit to. It's like, do you guys, the birthday party poppers where you pull the string and it just explodes confetti. Yeah. But a flower. Yeah. (laughs) A real long, long, long pull. Long, long, hard tube. Yeah, they just point that long, hard tube at Spock's face. It is primed and ready to go. (laughs) And And then it just splooshes its spores. Yeah, all over him. It's dry. It's like it looks like confetti, dude. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but it definitely looks like they put some baby powder and some small pieces of paper at the very end, and then they just went like <laughs> at the end, and then it yeah. just went <laughs> all over, like it all went, over, all over Spock's face. It it like my note is plant ejaculates. You on know what Spock's we should have called that? We should have called it the money shot. The money shot. We get quite a few money shots. <laughs> Cause that that is exactly what it is. Yes. Um, and then it's the money shot. It's the money shot. We also have um Carrie and I have decided. Should we announce the new name at the end of the episode? So we've decided that we're better at naming yeah. episodes than Star yeah. Trek. So at the end I of this episode. At the end. We'll we'll tell you guys what we've renamed it because what we came up with, and I think this should be a thing that we do now because they're terrible at it. Yeah, they're I, really bad at naming. I think we're less bad at it. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish we'd thought of this twenty five episodes ago because I could have oh. named each episode our renaming. <laughs> <laughs> so what we should do? That should be part of the outro. Thanks, guys, for watching. Our name of the episode. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. Name, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. So, okay. so we get the money shot right all over Spock's face. Yeah, and he starts like doubling over and like acting like he's in a lot of pain and he's hurting. And she's like, "I don't understand. Like, it didn't hurt us." And he's like, "Well, I'm not like you. Like, remember yeah. all these times I said I'm fucking half goddamn Vulcan." Yeah. And that means that I'm different than you biologically. Like, remember? Yeah, I'm not a fucking human, you piece of shit. Yeah. And you're a, I know you're just a botanist, but yeah. like, <laughs> you couldn't possibly understand how you couldn't figure this one out. Species can't tolerate the same conditions. Yeah. Cause there's not different species of plants. Nope. Anyway, yeah. 
he he's like doubled over and she's like she gets on the ground with him and then suddenly he's like okay and he kind of gets like this calm and he looks over at her and she's got that stupid filter on and she's all fucking glowy feathered back and glowy yep and she's like you don't need to hide how you feel anymore like we all understand like speaking in that like we like yeah. crazy hive mind kind of thing even though that doesn't well, we yeah so yes and then she's like we understand you don't need to hide and he says i love you i can love you and he puts his hand on her face which you're not supposed I to do can love you i can love you and he kisses her and like it's Later on, at the end of the episode, when you're rewatching, it's actually really sad. Like, right now, it just seems like yeah. cheap writing. But, like, yeah. when you get the whole story, it's actually kind of, like, it's a little bit heartbreaking. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Because this is not something he's ever been able to feel before because his mind works differently. Even if he wanted to. Even if he wanted to, Even it wasn't. To. And... In this in this way, it is still like a happiness pill, though. Like what he's feeling isn't real. It's not yeah. him, but he's able to, I think, understand. Yeah, which might almost make it worse. So it's like it's like a really sad whole storyline of yeah. just like nothing really ever. Being. It was one of the best ones so far. It's that actually pretty good. Should, they could watch. Yeah, it's it's not a bad episode. Like when it all comes together, it's a slow burn, but it's. Yeah, aside from all the money shots, there's there's so much innuendo. Like, (laughs) okay, so we we move on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had to drink some beer. Sorry, we get a captain's log. Everyone's refusing to leave. Kirk's just like, I don't fucking Jesus Christ, guys. Like, let's just do this. Why is this so goddamn hard? And he is arguing with Elias again, and he's like, yeah. everything you're saying is valid, but it definitely doesn't apply to yeah. our situation. But we're not fucking going anywhere. We're not moving. And Kirk and, is like, well, yeah, you fucking are. Yeah, I have orders. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm your captain. It's my ship. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm the he, captain now. Yeah. yeah, he says, my orders are to remove you with or without your help. And the guy's just like, well, I guess you're going to have to do it without it. And Sulu comes in, and Elias has left, and Kirk is explaining the plan to Sulu, and suddenly he's just like, where is Spock and Dasalt? Like, where are they? And he's like, I don't know where Spock is. Dasalt was off, like, looking at some plants, which comes into play later. (laughs) And uh, so they start, like, going off and looking for Spock. And he is, we go to a scene where he's under a tree, with his lady, Layla, and they're all like, smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. And he's kind he's of got, ignoring the calm. He's got different clothes on now. It's like a. Oh, yeah. He's wearing a flight suit. It's like a flight suit, but without any of like the army patches. Yeah. And it matches. Patches. It matches her terrible green overalls. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's literally. Same, it's not the same color. It's like an olive green instead of like a dark forest green. green. Well, hers yeah. is like a forest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like definitely not his it looks like they went to the army surplus and were like i want one of those but take all that shit off of it yeah it's it's definitely their their greens are in the same ballpark but they're not the same color yeah and so 
God, it's so good. It's so terrible, but it's so good. No, He's no, no. It, the, the part no. later on is so good. I mean, there's so many good, terrible things that happen okay. here. So okay. they're under the tree. Okay. He's ignoring the calm, and he he's talking about how he's like staring up at the clouds and she's like brushing his hair away from his face while he's like laying on her lap, you know, like quintessential lovers. Clouds. Oh, yes. I've never clouds. He's like, that one looks like a dragon. And I saw a dragon on blah, 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 blah. But I never stopped to look at clouds and see their beauty. And rainbows. He's never seen the beauty of a rainbow. Never understood it before. And he his calm is still going off and Spock's just ignoring it and then finally he picks it up and he's like what do you want God. and <laughs> yes, Dad, what are you doing what are you doing and, and Kirk's oh like uh, is this Spock and he's like yeah is this Spock like God and yeah. he's just he's actually being a little bit less obnoxious than Carrie and I are being but yeah. he still sounds different than he normally would and Kirk's like, we're evacuating everyone. You're going to need to bring your lady. And this whole time that Kirk is like trying to explain to him what's happening, Spock is just kind of like kissing on Layla. <laughs> like he's kissing her like her head. And like her he dry fishy kisses. Yeah. It's, ugh. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot. It's. It's not, I think it's, I think it's uncomfortable because Spock, like that's just not how I'm used to seeing Spock. That's not what I yeah, expect from like Spock. If Leonard Nimoy were in love with a woman and was just like kissing up on her, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel as weird as Spock just being all. Oh yeah. It, I think it's cause it's Spock. It's just strange. Like that's not how I imagine Spock would show affection, but it is how he's showing affection to her. And he's like, nah, I don't think we're all going to evacuate. Like, that doesn't sound like what we're going to do. Nah, nah, brah. Nah, brah. Yeah. And, and this is where I 100% think that he's going to get some. Because Kirk says, um, you don't think so what? Because he says, I don't think that we're going to do that. And Kirk's like, excuse me? And no. then Spock responds and he says, I don't think so, sir. <laughs> Yeah, so like sassy. Yeah, and then she like pushes the calm out of Spock's hand, and it falls to their feet. And like everything prior to that moment where the calm falls, like it, I feel like they're gonna get it on. I yeah, feel like, like they, that... were, they were already headed that direction, and then yeah. he was like kind of a bit of a rebellious teenager, and she was like, I'm "Yes, do it. Let's do this." go uh, yeah so that's why i think fuck got some at some point if not again later on it's not impossible i will he spends more than a couple hours on this planet so <laughs> that's yeah, plenty okay. of time yeah <laughs> so i'll allow it yeah they go they go searching okay so actually um kirk points out he's talking to bones now and he's like are channel's still open he's just like not responding like what the fuck and bone says like that doesn't sound like the spock i know and kirk points out like well haven't you always said that he would you know be a little more exciting if he would just chill out and and bones is like i didn't say that except he did say that 
I didn't mean actually. I didn't mean that. And so it's actually kind of nice because he says, like, well, he could be in trouble. Like, we should probably go see what's going on. And so they cool but not that cool yeah i want him to be cool but i know he's not gonna be cool like i want him to so we should go find out what's going on yeah and so they go to which by the way bones that's not cool yeah also (laughs) that's not cool yeah so we go to them picking up like spock's communicator off the ground and looking around and they see him in a tree, like hanging upside down from a branch, like giggling at her. Yeah. <laughs> like I, they're like I got fighting? the sense that he was like kind of pretending to be a monkey. Yeah. It's like he was monkeying monkeying around on the tree. He was monkeying yeah. around. It was it was it was a bit. Mm-hmm. It was more than I expected. So this is where you you get kind of like a cut scene. It's literally like not even a minute long of people bringing stuff that they're beaming up onto the ship. And then DeSalle comes in, DeSalle, whatever his name is, he comes in with like the plants and like the bottoms of them are all wrapped because they're like, you know, the roots and the dirt. And then the <laughs> the plant that just sperms all over people. And... <laughs> all over is that a, an official word it is the, the money shop plants is what we're gonna call them <laughs> okay that's better than sperms all over plants <laughs> i'm just that's basically what they do what do you think pollen is i mean i know what it is but i'm not gonna call them sperms <laughs> all over plants sperms all over plants i don't Either... call trees sperms all over plants <laughs> they do though they sperm it's all the over the air sperm all over <laughs> they do okay so he's like you have to beam these up onto the enterprise they are the coolest plants let me tell you and so then we jump back and kirk's like what the fuck are you doing spock what What? in the actual fuck why are you in this tree and spunk's just like having a good time don't want to report to you don't fucking care and he's like okay well you and miss layla are reporting back to the ship we're all beaming up we're leaving that's what's happening and scott's just like yeah i don't think we're gonna be part of that evacuation he's part of other evacuations but not that one not that one (laughs) 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 so kirk tells sulu arrest spock we're taking him into custody, and Spock's like, okay, guys, come with me. I, this is just, it fucking blows my mind. He says, arrest Spock. And then Spock's like, okay, guys, come with me. No one's arrested. Nothing yeah. happens. And they all just follow the guy that they're supposed to be taking in a different direction? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're all s- bored, I think. They're not yet. This is where they get spored. Like, why would you follow the person oh. you're supposed to be taking into custody? Yeah. Like, because they're like, he's like, well, just hold on a second. I got something to show you. Hold on. Let me show you something. But why would you do that? I wouldn't. I don't know. But I'm not in this fucking stupid show. I know. So Sulu, the other guy, and Kirk all follow them to the plants where then we get another three money shots in a row except kirk doesn't really get 
any on his face. Yeah, that one misses. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a bit of a miss. Off and to the side. Yeah, maybe just like a pearl necklace. Yeah. Not quite a... Not yeah. even that. It just like... Yeah, it didn't get on him like at I all. I didn't see any. It hit the wall behind him. Yeah, from the window to the wall. To the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so Kirk is somewhat unaffected, but everyone else... He's like, I get it. Yeah, we shouldn't evacuate. Like, why would we do that? And yeah. Kirk's like, so I don't know what the fuck this plan is. I don't know what the fuck's going on with you guys. I'm going back to my ship. This is fucked. Everything's fucked. Yeah, it's fucked. fuck this. Fuck, yeah. fuck you. And Spock's just like, I can see that the captain is going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. And, and if you think we just described that scene poorly, you're wrong. Because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And it, it makes as much sense as you would think. So. The important thing to remember is that everybody's fucking weird now. And Kirk somehow just didn't get weird. He didn't get weird. I don't. No one really knows. So nope. he he runs back. He's going to beam up to the ship. But he bumps into Bones. And suddenly Bones has like a Texas accent. Not like really Thick southern drawl. It's not even yeah. accent. He's like, he's texting now. Y'all gonna make me a bl- mint julep and shit? I don't know. So like, he's he's like into his like. I think it's supposed to be that he's also affected. I just don't know why it went to an accent. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense because everybody no. else just was like peaceful and harmonious but bones for some reason was like well i'm gonna dig down into my texas roots and i'm gonna drink a mint julep like he's just so he's like a whole different person like i get that it affects that at all so so kirk beams up to the bridge and he's talking to ahura and oh no her has got it too. She's like, "Hey, I I fucked up the communications, so you can only call down to the planet. All the comms are out. This is better. I promise. Just, just yeah, it's she- gonna it's gonna be great." And so she like walks off the bridge in her so short. It's I can't even call it a skirt. No, it's it's a bodysuit with a ruffle. With a ruffle, it's like you yeah. can see. Where it's a bodysuit. It's like you can see the underwear portion. And the yep. skirt does not go below it. It goes yep. above it. It's literally like a. Just a. It's like pretending to be a skirt. It's so short. And she leaves. And Kirk finds a plant. And he's like oh this plant. And he like picks it up and he throws it. Because he's so mad at all these this what is this plant doing to all these people across the bridge he doesn't like get rid of it even though that this is causing some problems now yeah he just throws it out of anger not even like to like it he doesn't throw it down some sort of thing that burns it he just tosses it aside isn't there a handy evacuation spout somewhere that sends stuff directly outside of the ship We saw one of those. Early. Yeah, they used it for that phaser that was going to explode. <laughs> yeah, you just like, it's like a garbage chute into space. Yeah. And he just throws it three feet away. Yeah, he's just like, God. I think he just does it out of anger. <laughs> he's, not, he's not thinking clearly. <laughs> I'm so mad I'm going to throw this. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he follows her out, and in the hall, there's just this line of people to go to the transporter room to get transported down to the planet. And Kirk's like, no, you can't do this. And they're all like, yeah. Yeah, he's we like, can. I'll need to report to your stations. And they're like, no, we fucking don't. So here's what I find amazing. There's like, what, 150 people that they've discussed being on that spaceship, right? Yeah. A, a couple hundred, maybe even. And they set up two plants and suddenly everybody on the spaceship um, has been affected by these pores. Fuck pores. you, fuck you, fuck you. No, maybe, maybe people were like, uh, yeah, I just don't want to be here. Yeah, they're just, yes, I am affected by these. I am totally. Please take uh, me to the planet. Thank I'm you. I'm so up from this plant. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm in line <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's why. And Kirk's like, hey, this is mutiny, you know? And they're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we get to a captain's log where he's talking about the plants and everybody deserting. Um, and he's like, I don't understand why it's not me. And he's like, Bones won't explain anything. But they, they he has this conversation with Bones at this point. And he's like, I bet you got your tonsils back, huh? Because... Like, obviously, whatever these spores are doing, they're just, like, completely rebuilding and fixing your body. And he's just like, yep, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna... totally do. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to fix this. Got yeah. my tonsils back, y'all. Yeah. Well, and y'all don't want to correct paradise, right? Like, yeah. bones out. And that's, like, the end of their conversation. And Kirk is, he goes back to the planet, which I find just bonkers. But I guess everyone's down there. So what's he going to do? Um, yeah. And he is like discussing with them. And they're like, well, it's our own private paradise. Like everything's great. And the spores are alive and they're inhabiting us. But it's like a true Eden of belonging and love and everybody's chill. It's like a, it's like a cult. It's like a plant-based cult. It is. Yeah. What else would it be? I don't know. It's craziness. But everybody is great and no one kills each other. So why wouldn't we want to do this? And Kirk says, well, you need like challenges. You need conflict. Like, why is why would this be paradise? And Spock's like, you're you'll come around. You'll join us. And then Kirk's like, fuck you, bitches. I'm out. And he goes back to his ship. Yeah. And this is. Fuck you, assholes. This is where Carrie and I read between the lines yeah. for quite a quite a bit of like what actually happens. We're on the bridge. There's a lot of subplot. There's a lot of things that we're pretty sure happen, yeah. even though we never yep. we, they weren't explicitly on camera. But he calls over to Scotty and he's like, Scotty, can you hear me? He's like, security. Scotty, can you hear me? Scotty, can you hear me? <laughs> Do you wanna transport me down? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's he's sad. Like nobody's responding to him. He's all alone. He was all by himself. He was all by himself. And no one was looking. He was thinking of you. He was thinking of the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, did I mention? All by himself. What we're implying here is that Kirk is alone on the bridge. No one's around. No time, is... probably ever. Like, there's yeah. always somebody on the bridge. There's always someone. So you like, if you're gonna tell me that at the end of this scene, 
he didn't masturbate, I'm not going to believe you. Like, no. there's no fucking way there's he gets no to way. sit in his captain chair and not do that. Like, this is his, yeah. this is probably literally what he dreams about. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for probably the entire time. Yeah. Like, I don't, what else could they, there's no, nothing tops this. Nope. It, maybe if there was a girl with him, that might have topped it, but there wasn't. So, we have. Him giving a captain's log. Everyone's mutinied. He's like, even Ahura, she sabotaged the communications. I can only contact down to the planet. I don't want to talk to them. They're all mutineers, bitches. And he's like, I can't pilot the ship alone. I, I am ultimately just marooned here. I can stay in orbit for a few months, but what the fuck is that going to do? Like, what can I offer against paradise? And then he puts his hand to his face. He, he actually moves from his captain's chair to where Sulu usually sits. Yeah, to Sulu's. Yeah, and then he has his hand over his mouth, and he's just like, ah, like, what could I do? And then, like, <laughs> I can't even believe it happened. But suddenly, this plant just pops up from the ground. And we, we think it's the one that he threw in anger but we four don't know. minutes ago. But, like... They have shown the whole bridge a bunch and there was no plant. No plant. Hanging but- out there. And we like, the first time I watched it, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? So the second time I watched it, I was like, I'm watching. I'm going to see if for where there. But it's not. It's not there. No, but it it does just appear. It pops up from the bottom of the screen and it there's this, this beautiful money shot right into Kirk's face. And he doesn't to his credit, does not flinch or anything. He still has his hand oh. like over his face and he's like pensive. And then suddenly he looks up after it happens and he's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, this makes I, sense. I get why everybody feels this way. So he calls down to Spock and he's like, I've joined you. I get it. I'm fucking, I'm coming down. Let me get packed. I'll meet you guys down there. Um, So he goes to his quarters and this part I don't I don't understand. I think they're trying to like build on his like strong emotional bond to Starfleet. That makes sense. Yeah, but I'm not sure because he opens up this little secret compartment after he's packed away like all of his casual wear or whatever. And he pulls out some metals and he sits down and he looks at this one metal from this secret door that he has. And he, like, looks really happy at first. And then he kind of looks sad. And then he, like, it just goes to the transporter room. It's like a cutscene, And he has his suitcase. And he sets his suitcase down on the little transporter pad. And he's looking very conflicted. And he goes over to, like, the panel. And he's going to push a button. And he's just like, no, no, I can't leave and then he like I can't leave. leave it's very shatner overacted it, dramatic it drama and, and all it is like a tight zoom on his face at this point yep. and then he just goes <sighs> like and he has like this big breath and carrie yeah. and i are 
pretty certain that's when he finished. Like, yeah, I, and we're sorry, but that is definitely the climax of the scene. It's the cl- he climaxes, the scene climaxes, and then he's like, I like, there's all this anger and emotion, and like, I've discovered the answer to all of this. And yep. Carrie, I have a direct quote from Carrie. <laughs> she said, he had some post-nut clarity. <laughs> Did. That's exactly what happens. I he, so I know. I hate it, too. I'm not going to pretend I think it's a good thing that I thought no. or said. But it's what happened. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he's like, he goes like, like he kind of shudders. He does. He's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, fuck. And then he gets his shit together. And he's like, well, uh, we, I got to fix this. Yeah. He's back to being a captain again. He's got he had his post nut clarity. God damn, post, I hate it. Post nut clarity. It's a, it's a thing. So he do, he's like having this inner monologue now and he's like I know that Spock is stronger than humans and and like biologically Especially when aroused. Yeah, he's like I need to he he legit says that he has to arouse Spock. To like get him to also yes. have this post nut clarity. He will be especially dangerous when aroused. When aroused, but he has to do it because that's how he's going to also get Spock back on his team. Yep. Which I get it. It's okay. So, but he, he could have used some different words. He could have. He definitely could have been phrased differently. Like, Carrie and I already had our minds in the gutter. He did yeah. not need to say that he was going to arouse Spock. Yeah, he, he, did. Did, he did not need to be like, I know your minds could probably be in the gutter. Um, Here's some... He definitely <laughs> did not... He could have been like, I need to... I really... I need to upset him. I've got to get his bad feelings yeah. going. But that's not what he said. No. I need to arouse him. Mm-hmm. Aroused, maybe he would come to... Yeah, an maybe understanding. He, maybe he's gonna come to an understanding. Come to an understanding. <laughs> My note is Kirk arousing Spock, Crazy. and so he calls down to him, and he's like, "Hey, Spock, you should uh, you should uh, beam up here because I just because of a thing. I got some equipment. That I need some help with a thing. So if you yeah. can just come up here." And Spock, like, looks at Leyland. He's like, "This won't take long. Excuse me." They have like their little goodbye kiss. He energizes and he goes up to the ship and <laughs> oh, the scene. <laughs> so he comes up and Kirk is standing there. He has gotten a long silver pole. Yeah, it's like a metal pole. Yeah, and I'm I'm calling it a beam. Yeah. And Jim so, Bean? yeah, my my notes say, <laughs> um, hold on, hold on, I gotta find him because I I lost probably track. last page ish. We're getting pretty close to the end here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Jim has beam. Yeah, but it's Jim Beam. It's Jim G- Beam. Jim Beams. <laughs> Jim Jim Beams. Yeah. And my note is. Um, Kirk ready to fix this with racism and metal. <laughs> like Which is exactly what happens. It is. He it's I guess it's speciesism. It but is. he just starts fucking 
railing on Spock. He calls him an elf with a hyperactive thyroid. A breed. Yeah, half breed, a devil eared freak. Yeah, and he called. He says that he's a computer, and his dad was a computer, and his mom yeah. was an encyclopedia. Like he disses his fucking mom, yeah. bros. And he says, and "My mother, like, yeah, my mother was an educator, a teacher, yeah, and my father was an ambassador." And he says, "Your father was a traitor." Like he is just fucking railing on him, yeah. and he's like, "And you have the balls to go and bang that girl." And like you know, you shouldn't have. And he legit says he doesn't say bang, but he he points out like you were definitely having relations with her, like you were sleeping with her, and she like you don't feel anything for it. Like you're just like this terror. He's just like railing on him. And so we have a muscle tussle, and Spock's really really fucking mad and strong. And, yeah, and strong. And he's like throwing like things at him and he punches a wall because Kirk dodges something and then he has like a chair above his head and he also does like a couple of really deep breaths he's like (sighs) and you don't see anything below his chest no but like I'm fairly certain he also has the post nut clarity the post nut clarity like it's very much like a you have these strong emotions yeah Yeah. and then you get it (laughs) but then you release them and everything's good and And then you're back to normal now you're normal and And you're not telling that girl at coachella that you want to get married exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens guys and in like you can actually see kind of like not that spock shows a lot of emotion on his face but you can see like the change in him yeah. Like he is aware of the gravity of like everything that he has felt and everything yeah. he's now feeling differently. Yeah. And it's like, and that's why I hate the idea that Spock doesn't have emotions because he is definitely processing that information. Yeah. He's aware of what they are and what they feel like. I, they're not natural to him though. So, yeah. And so, it's fine. It's totally fine. He, um, Kirk's like, yeah, like, you know, that hurt me in more ways than one as he like rubs his shoulder. And I just want to be like, I don't think it hurt you in any other way. No, I think physically. I think you're perfectly fine being super racist against your first officer. You actually believe those things, you piece of shit. Yeah, like you you probably wouldn't have said them if you hadn't have at one point thought them. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, um, he is discussing how he thinks these like really strong, violent emotions are what's fixing it. And Kirk or Spock says, well, it's going to be really hard to get everybody on the planet to have a brawl. Right. Like, we can't just do that. And Kirk's like, well, yeah, I had he's good. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. To do that. Right. So long and And hard. (laughs) to do that (laughs) (laughs) and um he's like well i have something else in mind and then spock says well hey kirk striking like another officer is that's like like something you can be court-martialed for we should be in the brig yeah and kirk's like well if we're both in the brig who's gonna make this subsonic playlist because carrie 
Carrie pointed out, they're just making like a metal playlist. Yeah, like they just want to everybody to hear their shitty playlist. Like they're all drunk at a party, and they're like, "Get mad!" Yeah, we got it, guys. We got it. We got. We have to shift the atmosphere of this party. Let's put on a playlist. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. And so, (laughs) Bones is down on the planet, and he's talking to Layla in his weird Texan accent. He's like, "A little early to be counting them stars, ain't it, darling?" And she's just. She's just like, well, um, Spock said he was going to go up and it's been a while and I just haven't like I, you know, I'm just waiting. And um, he's like, hey, let me call up there for you. And so he calls and she's talking to Spock and she's like, hey, you cool, bro. I haven't heard from you in a bit. And Spock's just like, oh, yeah. I'm fine. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm fine. He's like, how do I act like I did before? Because I don't because I'm normal now. I don't understand how yeah. to be the person she wants me to be oh, to be in love yeah so um then she said this fucking makes me so goddamn mad she says can i come aboard i've never seen a starship before yes you have bitch you came I- here on a goddamn starship how'd she get from earth to there six it's, years prior it's so stupid <laughs> i've never seen a starship did she yeah. like come in like a little pod she was like in stasis the whole time no no, that's not from what i understand that's not how anybody in starfleet travels like and she's a starfleet like hundreds of years ago like con Mm -hmm. but nobody else does not six years ago yeah six years ago you were just six years younger on a starship yeah but she's never seen one before she's never seen one before she needs to get up there yep (laughs) Yeah. Um, and he says, "Okay, we'll just wait a few seconds." Can I see your bedroom? Yeah, I think that's really what she's asking. Yeah, that's the implication. Yes, and she said, "He says, just wait a few minutes. We'll beam you up." Um, and this is where Kirk kind of like he also has a moment with Spock here. He's like, "Well, you understand? Like, I know you feel like you're responsible for her, but do you understand what telling her is going to do?" And he's just like, "I'll be back in a minute." And he beams her up, and she, like, immediately runs over and hugs him. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Yeah. I love you so much. And M- Mr. Spock. Yeah, Mr. Spock. And and he says, she says, oh, you're no longer with us, are you? And he's just like, this is who I am. This is me. And she's like, you need to come back with me. Like, please come back. You can belong again. And he's like, I, I just can't. Like, that's yeah. not real. That's a happiness pill. He doesn't say it again, but that's what it was. It was just fake. It was fake. It it's wasn't who I am. Who he was. It was, and I'm not My saying note says I is what I is. I, yeah, like he, and I think that the important thing is like, because I, I guess I shouldn't say like there are definitely what people would call happy pills that are important. I don't want to like take away from that, oh, but yeah. this. This in particular, what what they're talking about, what this is, is not a fix. Mindlessness. It's mindlessness. It's even. Yeah, it's taking away what Spock is. Yeah, like or who Spock is. Like he's a person. He's a whole person. He's not unhappy as Spock. It is giving him something artificial to make him feel normal, which is not. It's not even normal. It's fake. It's not real. Unlike people who don't create certain... My therapist said 
she what her her like motto i think if she actually said if i could make t-shirts they'd say if you don't make your own neurotransmitters store-bought are fine like that's yeah. <laughs> like, like if you if you can't make them that's okay you could buy them and then put them in your brain and then help you feeling better probably but that's not what the spores do they just that's take not over yeah and, they and make i think not human anymore I just really wanted to clarify that because I think that there's definitely a difference between between antidepressants or any other kind of medication like that and these spores and what they have done to Spock because (laughs) they made him a different person. Yeah. She gets too sad. Oh, yeah. She gets so sad. And she's like, but I loved you. And I said it six years ago and I keep repeating myself. and she's like, we can't be together anywhere else. We can only be together here. Like, I just, and then she's like, I've lost you, haven't I? And she's starting to realize that she's also lost the spores. Like, yeah, she's had post-nut clarity. Yeah, too sad. Too sad. She doesn't that- get the same letdown, though. She gets, like, super sad in no spores instead of, like, super yeah. angry in no spores. Everybody yeah. else would be real mad about it. Room. she yeah she just gets to be sad and then continue to be sad <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's quite a bit oh this is your life now isn't that yeah fun? you just get to be sad and so she um he explains to her it's the really strong emotions um that have made you feel this way and she's like well can i say that i still love you and he's just like yeah, okay yeah and they like <laughs> hug and then she says by the way, like I never asked what your na- your other name was, <laughs> and what's this is where name? yeah. What's yeah. your name? What's your what even is your name <laughs> aside from Spock? And he's like, oh, you wouldn't be able to pronounce it. And then we go back to they're they're making this uh, metal playlist to make everybody angry on the planet. They call it like a subsonic transmitter. Yeah. It just and, feels like ants under your skin. It's not metal, but it is. It, it, yeah, it's supposed to just make everybody angry, which is yeah. really kind of sometimes what metal music does. Yeah. And you're getting like all these high-pitched words. And then you go down to the planet where they're transmitting all of this. And this is where Sulu is currently working beside the Sol, And they're in the field. And then Baking. suddenly... Huh? They're digging. They're both yeah. digging. They're digging. They're doing something. It's never really explained why, but they yeah, are. They're digging. And then suddenly they like start getting mad at each other. I think Desal they... or Sulu bumps into Desal. Like one of them bumps into the other, and then they're just like, "What the fuck was that? What the fuck? Fuck you! Fuck you! No, fuck you!" And then they start like fighting with the shovels. Like, yeah, they have a a muscle Desal. <laughs> what my notes say yeah. well, that was really good it's still I'm this, so proud of it this is one of the moments in this podcast that's gonna go down in history yeah. the muscle to saw the muscle to saw <laughs> i'm really proud of it and really then there's good. like another fight somewhere else over by a barn and some guy's like hey break it up and then they trip that guy and everybody's just throwing punches yeah there was a lot one, of drinking right there yeah, there's it was and there's like all of this chaos going on, and then we cut to a scene where it's just fucking Bones sitting under a tree with his alcoholic beverage. Yeah. 
And they have alluded several times, like, Bones will drink at any chance he gets. If that's an option. Yeah, that's where he's at. And he is under a tree with a mint julep, what should what appears to be a mint julep. And yeah. he's, he's like, chowing on a long piece of grass. Oh, yeah, he's, he's having a good time. He's every I, inch of Texas he can be. Seriously. And then Elias comes up and he's like, um, oh, we need to find like some work for you in our community or whatever. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm a fucking doctor. Yeah. Done. I just told you the yeah, work. I have a job. I I'm have a, a doctor. Job. I'm a doctor. And like, okay, I do hate Bones so much, but this scene I, I do find quite enjoyable. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was so good. Yeah. He's a... I'm a doctor. And he's like, well, we don't need a doctor. <laughs> Bone says, want to see how fast I can put you in a hospital? Yeah. <laughs> Bones, you sweet little asshole. No, you can't. <laughs> this guy you've already learned is physical perfection. He if should be, but he can't fight. We do learn that. But it's, it's, absol- it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. like Bones knows for a fact that this person is human perfection all of his, like, he's going to outrun you. He's going to outlast you because his body has been made perfect. You are clearly. He's also alcoholic. perfect now. He's perfect oh, yeah, now. That's right. He is perfect now. He's but also he, perfect now. But he's also an alcoholic. Well, he's <laughs> just current. This is his first drink on his new body. So yeah. <laughs> he's got a long ways to go. Yeah, to fuck he's that got one plenty up. of time now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they they do have like this little fight and he's like, well, maybe you should make me a mechanic so I can treat little 10 gods like you. And he's just like, he's on a roll. Like, oh, that was good, sassy. Yeah. Good job there, Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he, my note says, punches some sense into him. He literally just punches the guy in the stomach like one time. Yeah. The guy throws a punch and like Bones kind of ducks below it and then just like gut punches him and then the guy yeah. falls to the ground Elias yeah. falls to the ground and just stays there but now they've both had their moment of post-nut clarity yep i hate it but it's it's seriously it's accurate it's the only thing that makes sense like it's exactly what happens yeah. again they're, they're not gonna marry the stripper in vegas no they figured it out it. Mm-hmm. they've had their moment mm-hmm. um and <laughs> so he's like, I think I, I think I understand. I want to get some work done. So McCoy calls up to uh, Captain Kirk. And yeah, he well, says, he's, he's like, he's like, holy shit. We've never accomplished anything. Yeah. We've never accomplished anything here. We've never done anything here. Nothing has happened. Cause they went on this little star mission fleet, apparently not on a spaceship. So no. whatever. But like they were supposed to create a new place for people to live. And he's looking around. He's like, this is bullshit. There's nothing here. We can't survive here. This is not, we didn't do anything. Yeah. Got, why, why are, we're barely surviving here. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So, so he wants to call Kirk and talk to him. And Bones calls up and they have a discussion and he says, okay, like you said you were going to take us to Starbase 27. I want to do that now. And and it cuts to like Kirk on the bridge looking so fucking proud of himself. He's so smug. Ugh, that part I didn't like. He was fine for the rest of the episode. That part I just wanted to punch if, him. if we had never seen any of the other episodes, yeah. it would have been tolerable. But because we've seen Kirk make that face for no fucking reason, 
intolerable. Yeah. Could not. Do not it want. A, it was a bit much. Come on, Kirk. Yep. You didn't so we go that. to the bridge, and Bone says that everyone is still perfect. Like their body, everything is currently perfect. He's like, it must be, it's just a fringe benefit of this. As Carrie pointed out, like probably super beneficial plant. Like we now know how to overcome any of the adverse effects. Like sure. It takes over your body and mind for a little bit, but it completely cures all ailments. It grows your fucking body parts back. Yeah. And then, but they, they know how to get the spores out. So yeah. what, why didn't they, they not bring some with them or something? Maybe they did, but like, at least give us like a, some sort of lo- line of dialogue that tells us we're well, going to do yeah. further research on this plant because it can fucking grow your appendix back. Bones should have been like, holy shit. We could salt like we we could do so many amazing like he's the yeah. fucking doctor. He should have been like we could we could do so many great things. Let's try to study this. Like yeah. how is this not number one priority? They've discovered time travel and basically two different cure alls because on shore leave they found a way to just cure anyone of anything. But this one is one they can take back. It is they can just I- take it back with them. It's a cure, a literal. Oregon regrowing cure all. It's a and they panacea. don't they <laughs> don't even mention it. It is so fucked up. Yeah. Let me just find this panacea and then not ever go back to that. So they yeah. anywho. Anywho. Um Kirk says maybe we're just not meant for paradise. Maybe we're meant to fight and claw our way up. And uh, Spock says, well, that's just poetry. It's not regulation. And Kirk says, well, you know, what did you take away from this? And this is actually, this is where it gets fucking really sad. Actually, I would like to point out how weird it is that Kirk asked somebody else's thoughts. That's true. Well, without interrupting them. Yeah. Once they start replying. Yep. (laughs) Crazy. That was was crazy. Um, And Spock says that he has very little to say, except that it was the first time in his life that he was happy. And like, I just, I think that's a really disappointing ending. Like I want there to be some sort of, I don't know, like, clarification or understanding I th- this is one of the things and i might get people might get mad at me for this i'm just i'm saying this as somebody who has not seen the rest of the original series and i admit yeah. that yeah. i really like the way that they deal with vulcans in new trek like they're not like completely emotionless they are just logical like but they're also not humans and that's I like know- but what I'm saying is always assigned the value of a human because yeah. he's half human and that's not they're not the same things they're not but uh, like I'm just saying like I like the fact that they they seem to be able to balance like this extra logic along with also like hmm, I'm trying to use the right word like f- like more acceptance into the world like or like showing them in like a more regular life even yeah i guess is a good way to say it like they can have relationships with other people they're just not the same oh. as the 
what huh? this show kind of fucks up quite a bit is because Spock's mom was a human married to a Vulcan dad. So it doesn't yeah. make any sense that Spock would be like, we just can't be together, human. Yeah, like, I can't feel your feelings. Your fucking parents figured it out. Yeah, even though he did say that his mother was never happy, maybe he's trying to avoid the mistakes of his parents. I think he what he said was that like he tapped into his human feelings and really empathized with what she possibly was feeling. Yes. But they don't like the parents aren't there to explain themselves. Maybe she was actually really happy. It's true. We don't know. We don't know because yeah. we weren't there. And maybe she understood that Vulcan love isn't the same as human love and appreciated but, what the dad gave. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a typical human relationship. It I made did, it work. And that's why I think that there's something to be said for like New Trek or like even the Star Trek, like J.J. Abrams universe. I know people fucking hate it, like whatever. But like... I really like they did a relationship between Spock and Ahura and like the first one or whatever. And I was like completely okay with it. Like there was something so much more, I don't know, like endearing about that than like Kirk, who is just fucking. Yeah. Well, that yeah. might also be because we know that and we haven't seen it, and this is spoilers for the future, but if you have paid any attention to Star Trek, you know that the first interracial kiss on television was between Kirk and Uhura. Um, It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be between Kirk and, or Spock and Uhura. What? But it was, that's originally how it was written, was supposed to be Spock and Uhura. Oh. But... William Shatner was like, if anybody's kissing her, it's going to be me. So they rewrote the script that they changed it. So it was Kirk and Uhura, but it was supposed to be Spock and Uhura, which makes a lot of sense later when they retell the story. Yeah, well, they they did an alternate universe thing with J.J. Abrams, which I think might be why I like it so much more. Which was... (laughs) Again, that's how it was originally written. Like, the alternate universe was that Kirk kissed her. It was supposed to be Spock. Yeah. Oh. Well, so maybe he was just fixing what William yeah, Shatner just fucked up. We, he wasn't. He didn't have any idea. But, like, yeah. still, I still like this idea better. Um, Go with it. Because yeah. Kirk fucked it all up. I would have so much rather have seen it be fucking Spock. I know. I have to pee again. Okay, well let's let's end this. We're done. Okay. That's our like Spock is it is he's having like a moment. Oh, yeah, like he's he did. sad. He and had the moment. Like and I get like we we do complain a lot about the episodes. I think we did a pretty fucking good job. Like that's a decent episode. It was. We didn't complain as much because it wasn't as terrible as they yeah. usually are. It there was, was Again, Something. it was exactly what we expected when we walked into the show, that it was kind of yes. campy and kind of silly and some yes. dumb things. And there was some space stuff. And, but that's... Flowers it, that spit pollen yeah, all like, over your face in a money shot. Shitty, shitty made flowers. Everything that Everything we wanted. Yeah. It was this, this... Like, I really think if anybody wants to relive the nostalgia of Star Trek, 
this is the episode they should do it with like this one. And you know, the menagerie uh, Sarah pointed out earlier that, that the one and two, those are pretty good. This one doesn't take a lot of like, you can just have 50 minutes and be like, I want to relive Star Trek. Yeah. It all. It's got the, most of your main characters doing their main character things. There's not a lot of like confusing subplots. There is no Scotty. He is mentioned one time. Yeah. And not in the, I feel like maybe he was busy that day and he was just like, just mention me. It's fine. Yeah. Like whatever. Can you just say my name? I don't want to come in. I'm so hungover. That's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But anyway, it was yeah. a really good episode as far as this show has gone. Um, yeah. I think Sarah and I, so we did, we had, we watched this one at like 1030 this morning. Yep. And, and then again this evening. Yeah. And we have done that before and it was terrible to watch yeah. the first time on the same day and then watch it several hours later. And it yeah. is painful. But this one was not that painful. It ended up being like really enjoyable like it's well it's just it's stupid and i'm still mad at parts of it but it's so much better than it could have been yeah exactly yeah what we're saying is thank you guys yes yeah and live long and prosper